Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Osiris. We're live. Everything's fine. Good afternoon, everyone. Jonathan, would you say that everything's fine? I would say everything's right. Well, that's wild. About that, that is wild. Never saw that coming. Um, I just want to. I want to start <laughs> by saying that um, I was thinking today. You know, we often ask people to subscribe to Osiris Premium, and I, I just want to just want to emphasize for people that it's not only so we can like make bonus content and give you guys ad free stuff. It's so that we can continue to do the show. So. If you have an extra $5 a month, you should consider supporting us as part of your end of year giving plan, which I'm sure everybody has one of those plans. So just, you know, put it in the plan and uh, it's osirispod.com slash premium. And uh, it, it helps us out a lot. And those of you who have subscribed, thank you. All right, guys, we have a couple things happening here. First of all, there's a couple events that I have to plug real quick. If you're in New York City, come next Wednesday and hang out with me and Megan and some other people in brooklyn for a, a party that we're doing for the heritage radio network and we have alex skolnick and ron jackson who are going to play guitar and we're going to have pizza for everyone who goes there from roberta's which is is a well-known pizza uh, warehouse distribution place um and it's going to be fun so we'll put the link in the show notes and next friday if you're in the philly area i'm going to be interviewing tom hamilton before his show with his band more at the ardmore music hall and that is free to anyone who has a ticket for the show. So if you have a ticket for the show, you should come check us out. And if you don't, you should you should come. Um, because he got his band back together that he started with his brother and some other folks a long time ago. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun show. That night in Philly, there are a bunch of shows. And one of our listeners who's a friend of mine is, is threatening to 
organize a vehicle so that we can go to all the shows, which I don't know if that's going to work, but I hope he does that. Um, okay. Another thing, Megan and I on the 29th of December are going to be at Hill Country Barbecue. We're going to do a live HF pod recap. And then the dude of life band is going to play. I think that Benji and Mike Greenhouse are going to interview the dude as well before the, his band plays, but Hill Country is really close to MSG and there's going to be like a two or three hour party going on at Hill Country. So check that out. I can put the link to all this stuff in the show notes. Um, so those are all events that you guys should consider coming to. Okay. Before we get into the show, we haven't even started talking yet. Most of us, um, Brian next year in 2024, we're going to take on a brand new project that is going to eclipse this project in terms of controversy and chaos and argument, but I think it's going to be fun. And I will just say that for the debut of this, I will just say that we are going to go through the top 25 fish tours of all time throughout the year 2024, but we need your help. So if you're a listener or a viewer or both, I'm going to put a link to a Google form in the, in the show notes. And what we want you to do is rank your top 25 fish tours of all time. And we will see the results. We're going to leave that open for about a month. And we promise to take it into consideration, but it's not going to be the final <laughs> ranking. So if if all of you decide that one tour is the number one tour of all time based on your votes, we can overrule that because that's the power we that we have. Anything. Just like <laughs> so Brian, throughout Thriller. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> like that. Brian, what what else do you want to say about that about that project? Uh, no, I mean, you laid it out really nicely. I think that having as much participation from the community will be great getting as many people's thoughts on what the strongest tours were in fish history. Um, and then we will collect all of those and we'll make a full list uh, over the course of a couple of weeks. And then over the course of 2024, we've got it mapped out to do 25 episodes. It goes from 25 to one. This is going to promise, like RJ said, to be very controversial. Um, although I've got a pretty good idea about what people are going to say is one and two. Who knows if we say that? I know what number one is, but I don't know if RJ, Megan, <laughs> I know Jonathan feels the same way. Um, but no, it's going to be it's gonna be a ton of fun. We've had a lot of fun doing the 40 for 40 series and kind of tracking the band. This is just another way for us to dive into fish history and, um, you know, explore nuances of what makes, you know, them playing at the highest level, not just on a show standpoint but on a tour standpoint when over the course of a tour we look back and we're like oh my god like for four weeks this band could do no wrong and uh, i think we're gonna have a ton of fun diving into it so keep an eye out for the forms have you posted those yet rj are you doing that after this and probably would make sense to do it after this yep i'm gonna do it in the show notes <laughs> and then you'll see um we'll post it on social medias and everything it's gonna be all all out there by by tomorrow you know, guys, now that we're talking about this out loud, as opposed to in written form, it occurs to me it should probably be the uh, top 24 tours for 2024. I see what you did there. you know, the right number of years. <laughs> also, it rhymes. It's um, uh, yeah. So, I see that. Yeah. might want to fix that. Let's see what people come but, up with for 25. And if 25 is too much to be good, we'll just chop off one just and do that. the chop last vote. Everybody's bottom vote. Yeah, and everyone who everyone who's, who's <laughs> listening and watching, if you feel like we should do twenty four instead of twenty five, tell us. And like like just like the voting, it will be taken into consideration. Um, 
All right, guys, we are we are really like we're really nearing the the current era of fish here. It's kind of crazy. It's wild. RJ, before we talk about that, yeah. can I just say something really quickly? Yeah, please. I just wanted to say that this week is two years since I joined the podcast. And I can't My believe God, right. it's been two wow. years. Isn't that wild? Wow. I know. Jeez. And I was just thinking about that like two years ago. I begged you guys to be on this podcast and you gave me a shot and said I could do two shows a week for a month. And Brian told me they were going to record at 2.30 and I'm a teacher and I was like, totally can make that work. And so I ran out of work early twice a week for a month and came home and had so much fun recording with you guys and laughed so much. And I remember at the end of the month, Brian arranged a phone call with me to tell me how it was going and what was the next step. And I was so nervous for that phone call. And I was so relieved and excited when Brian was like, we think it's going to work out. You can stay on the pod. And I was so excited. And I just, I can't believe all the experiences that I've had because of the pod and how much fun I've had. And I just want to thank you guys because this has just been so great. And most of all, just for your friendships, because that's really been the best part of the pod for me. Meg, wow. you've been a natural fit on the show, and I will just let you know that your two-year review is coming up. And um, you know, I would, <laughs> I'm not saying like panic, but you know, uh, no. Okay. This, is, this has been so much fun. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to no, that. Thank that you. Popping up on my calendar, lot. Ryan. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Jonathan. Thanks for making the show better. Honestly. Absolutely. Um, it's a. It, it's 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 not about whether fish plays an awesome show. It's about the friends we make along the way. You know. I know. And I was thinking about that, that when you named this podcast, you really named it perfectly because I started listening to this podcast as a fan and I loved it because I could hear that you guys were good friends. And I loved like listening. I felt like I was just listening to friends talk. And so I didn't expect that I would just become such good friends with you guys. And the fact that that we have become really good friends is just so meaningful to me. And I think what has made my experience just so awesome. And so thanks. It was Brad's idea. The name was? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Blame him. Blame him. Um, Well, thanks, Megan. Look at that. See, we're just, you know, it doesn't matter what Fish did in 2019. What matters is, you know, that we're all pals. That's what I tell myself when Ohio State loses in a football game. It's not about the wins (laughs) and losses, about the the friends we made along the way, you know? Well, the friends better been good enough in 2019, I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) i disagree i disagree i'm excited to get into this i want to um i want to start the 2019 by um well okay we have a lot of voicemails because megan did another call for voicemails which which led to a bunch more voicemails which is which is exactly what we were looking for um we have a two-part we have a two-part voicemail because someone got cut off because they went so long that they had to call back and finish (laughs) their message um which is which was about 2018, which I guess we should probably listen to. Does everyone have time to to listen to some voicemails? Is that okay? Sure. I, I've got very Let's important business to attend to. I'm going to be doing nothing for the rest of the night, so we I got to get to it. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, okay, what are we doing here? Where are my notes? Um, okay, all right, ready? Okay, yeah. let's see how this goes. HF Pod, it is not me. Because it's JB from the DE uh, calling in. I'm 
Uh, I got to do a little uh, 2018 segue into 2019, which makes sense um, for my memory since last week was 2018. But I will just say at the end of 2018, 12, 29, 18, I was at MSG for one of my top five concert experiences of all time. Uh, Meg, I know you will agree. The tweezer, no quarter, everything was amazing. Um, I, for that show, was 100% squeaky clean sober. Had been for about two years. Uh, no booze, no smoke, no nothing. No bad things for my body because I needed to do that for my health. Um, basically, I'm saying I was so cogently um, able to remember and pay attention to every single moment of that 1229 show. I was so happy I had not imbibed because that memory is like seared into my brain of how epic that show was. There's no like, oh man, I was a little bit high on that. Tweet. Like, no, I was like there and it was like the energy. There was nothing more palpable than that energy that night is being 100% sober. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Now, next year, I got to see uh, Fish with my son, little JB, for the first time in Camden. He was on my shoulders. We got a hairy hood. We got a big black furry creature from Mars. After I bought the big black furry poster from the lot, and that was the song that I used to put him to bed to because I would do a crazy story about your trip is short and going to Mars and, you know, how it goes. Um, fast forward to 12. 28, you know how it goes. I decided to take a trip for the first time in five years on this little white piece of paper with a Playboy bunny on it. Um, thought that would be a good idea. Turned out it took me to another multiverse universe way deeper than I expected. Um, the girls sitting in front of me were like New York City cute girls. So, like, they may have been semi of a fish head, but they were more New York City girls. And then they were like, oh, hey, our friends are New York City girls. Gotta be careful. Literally, the universe is melting in front of me while these girls who are dressed up all cute are like taking pictures with their friends behind <laughs> them and their faces are melting. And I'm like, oh my God, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> then a couple minutes later, I hear Trey say, proceed the night with caution. Uh, me and my girl looked at each other like, oh shit. And then everything just turned into chaos in my mind. Um, MSG turned into a giant portal of moving energy and sound and craziness. <laughs> That's where the first part comes up. That's probably a good these place things, to leave it. These things happen. Wow. That's amazing. So that was, um, there wasn't that was a no amazing. quarter that night, but that's okay. No, so. I think he's on 2019 now. Right? Yeah. Was no quarter 20, 2019. I got yeah. confused. Yeah. Well, time. he was confused too. So The, the, the 2019 show with the tweezer, there was not a no quarter, but that's okay. That's Maybe cool. there wasn't. It doesn't matter. No, there was none on twelve twenty eight either. It's okay. It's okay. Who knows what was played? You know. Yeah. When you when you when you're in that headspace, who knows what happens? Yeah, you never know. But but we're not here to. to, It's not about the show, guys. It's not about the show. We make along the way. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, that was amazing. That was a good voicemail. Um. I remember 2019 to me, and I'd be curious what you all think. Like we, you know, we were doing a lot of stuff for Osiris at that time, but the ghost of the forest, I saw two of those shows and that was just such a great experience. And really looking back on 
that related to the music like makes more sense now i didn't i don't think i really know i don't think i really noticed mm-hmm. it at the time but i feel like the jamming in 2019 was like orchestral in a way that that other years weren't in that it was like coordinated and kind of like almost seemed at times to be like the, the cleveland birds of a feather there's like it almost see, feels like they're um orchestrated in a way and i was i i, I don't know i just kind of put that together but i found the ghost of the forest thing so moving and awesome um those shows were, were really interesting and unique um how how do you guys describe the the improv style of 2019 if you if you if you had to it's an interesting question because i think on the one hand i listened to a bunch of 2019 jams for the first time probably since 2019 at least since 2020 in the and a lot of it up until the ruby waves at alpine valley sounds like a band that is I mean, I think the birds is a really good uh, example of a really strong jam, but I think a lot of what I was hearing was a band that was jamming because that was what they were really good at at that point in time since like 2015, but really since the Baker's Dozen period. But we're definitely, it sounds to me like they're searching for what's on the other side. And they kind of found that in 2018 with those post-peak jams that uh, you guys talked about in the last episode. But and, and you're getting a lot of synth and really weird sounds from Page. I think orchestral is a really good way to put it because, like, as I'm as I was listening to these, there's not a ton of dynamics from Trey, at least through the the main part of summer tour. Um, and it's not really until that Ruby Waves at Alpine Valley that he just starts to take the lead and push the band in different directions. And perhaps it was intentional of kind of stepping in the shadows and letting Paige have a little bit more of the spotlight, letting Mike have a little bit more of the spotlight. Mike sounds awesome throughout this entire year. Um, The tweezer uh, that was talked about in that voicemail uh, eloquently, um, that is a totally locked in, very orchestral sound where the band is, you know, fully united around an idea, at least for that middle segment. Um, What's really striking to me is it sounds like they're trying to outpace or outrun the Baker's Dozen and what they did at the Baker's Dozen and try to find some new sound to latch onto. And it's so clear, listen, hindsight, at least to my ears, that if there was any benefit of what the pandemic offered was a break for these guys to come back fully fresh, knowing how to extend jams, but with new ideas, new sounds, new um, effects, new toys that they could play with. Um, to really showcase kind of where they were at at that point in time. So like, I I almost hear a band that's at the end of something, but nobody knows what's about to come in 2020. So it's not as though they're like on, it's not as though they're about to take a break in any sort of way. Yeah. There's no bow impending, but I feel like they're really just like 2019 jamming is just the next kind of wave of 2018 jamming so certain things subside like that um noisy machine jamming in 2018 gets a lot of toned down since come up a bit but you know it's not like that there's a lot of great melodic jamming particularly in this show um but uh yeah i don't i don't really see 2019 jamming as being 
particularly distinct over the couple years that it preceded. I just feel like they're just the same wave. To me, the jams sound pretty diverse. Like, it doesn't sound like there's one sound that they're, like, locking into. Like, you think of, like, the Sea of Stars from Mohegan, which is, like, so jazzy and sophisticated and really patient. And then, like, yeah, you've got that Birds, which is, like, really dark and has that, like, really interesting peak. And then you think of the Ghost from Dix, which is, like, super trippy and spacey. To me, there's not kind of, like, one idea that they're kind of working out through the whole year. And I think that, like, the sh- the, the, the shows are kind of like that, too. There's, like some really great shows and then a lot of just like shows with some great moments. Like yeah. 2018, right? And then what we, what we landed on yet last week. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Um, let me, I'm going to play one, another voicemail from a, from a listener, just, uh, just uh, in the, the kind of the overall 2019, see what you guys think. Hold on. This might've been the person who talked a little bit about ghost of the forest. I think it probably was, but, um, yeah, this was, but in between me and my mind, which I didn't mention, but I think that's another thing, but maybe I should talk over hey, it or maybe Adam I should stop now. Here, calling back once again. First off, uh, this message is for Meg. I fully encourage you to go with the 1230 2019 show uh, <laughs> on next week's podcast. Uh, no shame in that. That was an amazing show. I was at that run. Um, really enjoyed it and, and uh, also I just wanted to talk about 2019 for, for me as a fan that was the year that I fell in love with Trey all over again um, the Ghost of the Forest experience I went to see Between Me and My Mind at the Tribeca Film Festival I saw some cab shows which were incredible they were uh, bringing in a lot of fish material into the tab repertoire. And I would just say the Ghost of the Forest album was extremely moving to me and, and it was Trey at his most emotionally vulnerable. Uh, and I think the production quality on that album is just stellar and the way that it flows. I mean, it's really one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, and if the year, you know, began... Uh, with, with me falling in love with Trey again, it, it ended with me fearing for Trey's life as he was stuck um, up on the riser. And uh, anyway, that was wild. Um, yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on 2019. Uh, take care. Looking forward to tuning in next week. That's awesome. Can I just say why I didn't pick 123019? Yeah. I just feel like I've talked a lot about that show. Um, and also that show is, is a bit of an anomaly for this year. I don't think it kind of like describes the year as a whole. And I really tried to think whenever I picked a show, like what is a show that's really indicative of like the music and what the band was doing this year. And so I really wanted to pick a different show. Also, I think it's kind of fun to pick a show that hasn't been talked about at length. And I think 121319 is it's definitely one of my favorite shows I've ever seen of any band in my entire life. And I'll never forget that night. And if you are an Osiris premium member, you can hear me talk at length about that tweezer because RJ, Brian, and I recorded a bonus episode about our favorite tweezers and it is, that's mine. So um, I talk at length about that there. And we also did a really fun regular episode about the history of tweezer and the importance of the song for the band. So check that out. But yeah, I just wanted to do something that kind of 
we could talk about the year in a different way without just talking about that tweezer jam. And also I have such special memories of this night. I saw the show in Charlotte. It was an unbelievable night. Talk about friendships. Like this is all about my friends, old friends and new friends coming together. And it's funny because when I listened to this show, I thought, is it going to hold up to my memory of the show? Like, is it going to be that good? And, and I thought it really was, but it held up. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the only one who, who picked the, the most obvious show of the year so far. <laughs> Maybe okay. of the entire, the entire series. The only one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, go ahead. Just really quick. I think it's just important to like, maybe we chat a bit about Ghost of the Forest because I, if I think about anything from this year that has impacted the band in a truly positive way, I mean, I think the Ruby Waves and the Tweezer do from a jamming standpoint, you can hear kind of the foundations of where uh, the band was going to be going in 4.0 but ghost of the forest to me is like the amount of songwriting we've gotten from trey in the last four or five years and the fact that he was able to write this personally and this emotionally and it i mean it's a really hard thing to write about and not have it come across really cheesy and this is some of the most like heartfelt and genuine and just like I don't know. These are some of my favorite lyrics that have been written uh, for any fish song. These are um, uh, just from like a song construction standpoint. Um, Drift while you're sleeping aside, like some of my favorite like songs that has been written like musically. I think it's really interesting. I think that like the Ghost of the Forest show, listening to that tour as it went along, and like the fact that it was a it was a sterile set list, and so like every night you just heard these like little adjustments it was such an interesting way to hear trey present his music and present this project that he'd been working on and so many of them have you know from the ballads that um you know um uh, life beyond the dream i think is what it's called that like is always in an encore of like a really special show or like the song goes to the forest that has been played maybe once or twice and like has a really cool feel to it uh ruby waves itself like there's just a bunch of really cool moments on that complete Ghost of the Forest uh, um, output that like just shows an advancement of songwriting for Trey that, um, you know, Lonely Trip has benefited from it. The January album has benefited from it and so much more. I don't want, just don't let Rachel hear you talk any shit about any, either any of those songs. I just don't want to see you like, I just don't Which want to see you in trouble. <laughs> you know, Life Beyond the Dream or, or. I Nobody like talked bad about that song. That song like is amazing. I don't, I don't like I don't like drift while you're sleeping. At all. What about the reggae breakdown? I though? do. I, that is probably <laughs> the That's most actually one of my biggest is... problems with uh, anything <laughs> that you. Trey has written since time turns time turns elastic. And then submarine in That part doesn't make sense, but the song is amazing. That part, though, really just take that out, and I think it'd be mm. a lot better. That's Mike it. You know, nonsense. I, I saw um, when I saw that tour when it was in DC, and I was riveted. Uh, I went in uh, cold, hadn't heard anything from, you know, the shows that preceded it and uh, was just enamored with the whole experience. We had gr- a great seat, too. And uh, so I was able to just sit and just watch and like somebody comment on the things about, about to run shreds. And it absolutely does. And when oh, yeah. I went into that. In the show, I was like, holy shit. And I was like elbowing my buddy next to me. I was like, this is, oh my God, Trace, tearing it up. You know, I was yeah. so excited. It's crazy. So, it's unbelievable. Ah, so fun. Wow. Um, and 
and that uh, I mean, about to run is fun. The, the guitar shredding. That album is not what I would call fun, uh, but it is uh, <laughs> impressive and is really good. Uh, and I still like to listen to the record. It was it was good. Yeah, it was really fun. I, I the, the sorry before we move on, I just want to say the the Caspod Vox tunes. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about in the context of the show, but it's really like bucking the trend of like new material adding to like improv because they're not really they're not really influencing any improv it's just mostly like fun you know but it's but there's a lot there's a lot happening and they're they're all kind of like making their way into the set lists way more than than today i'm kind of like some of the some of the songs have kind of like you know moved away from from rotation a little bit but like everything was just like was was in there mixed in you know? I mean, there were a lot of them were built on or near grooves and kind of jam spaces that they really liked. And like, okay, let's, you know, this is a lot like 2001. We can say sitting at home and, and it just, but it, they're just like, this shit rips. It's fun to play. And, you know, lyrically, it's um, a lot of fun. Uh, it is uh, lyrically the antithesis of Ghosts of the Forest, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Fish being fun, fish writing stuff that is not uh entirely coherent and co- that's nothing new. So yeah. Council Vox always sounded like uh that like fish pranksterism, just like its purest form in the in like all Fuego, yeah. Yeah. An album. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I won't lie, like I'm I'm the jam fiend um forever and always every song should jam. I want a bouncing jam. I want something that like comes out of that little like arpeggio at the end of it. But like all those Casual Vox songs when they debuted, like my head first went to, wow, this is a groove that would be awesome if they stretched this out for another 10, 15 minutes. They haven't really done it, but those songs like I got We Are Coming Out of Our Brains, I think was the first one in two years at Dick's this year. Like it's just a great pure little song. Mm-hmm. yeah well we got a lot to talk about with halloween which we'll do someday um but someday. do you guys want to hear a hot take voicemail there's a hot a, a, always please i want to match hot, it there's a hot take hold on <laughs> hold on we got a hot take coming in we need to like that beep, beeping sound there you go hi guys uh this is uh dan uh, i gave you a call uh, a few weeks back uh i was the uh the poor man's hood uh, guy. So, oh, yes. Uh, that was my hot take before. And uh, I know you're doing 2019. I've been loving these uh, quick hits. So I had a quick 2019 story, a, and I got another hot man. take for Come you. Come on, get the brand. So, uh, my 2019 story is that I had taken, uh, after Bangabal, I'd taken a couple years off uh, from seeing fish, and I was doing some more traveling. And... Um, I did a solo camping trip to Scotland and a few things like that. And uh, so I didn't see them in 2016, 17 or 18. And, uh, you know, I, my rule had been, I got to see them at least twice every year. Uh, and I kept to that from 09 to 15, 3.0 kid. And, uh, then I, uh, I was supposed to go to curveball, of course. And I was about 20 minutes away from the gate. And when the word came out and, uh, so 2019 ended up being my huge grand return to um, to fish, and I was so excited for it. And uh, so I went to the Toronto show because I'm here in Ontario, and uh, that show gets uh, poo pooed quite a bit, but I have to say I loved it, and it was great. 
stash of awesome great Haley's and um, we got Final Hurrah. Uh, I think it was Plasma into Final Hurrah to start the first, uh, second set. Which, so awesome show. They played Prince Caspian, so I think people want to hate on it. Anyway, that's my 2019. It was my re-entry into fish and I'm back on the train now big time. Uh, and my other hot take, just to wrap this up, is that uh, the absolute best fish studio album by a, a huge long shot is Round Room. And I will uh, I'd love to get some discussion on that. Anyway, have a great uh, show. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, my God. Brian is so, so happy right now. He's so right. He's, he's so right. right. He's oh just so God. right. That is the, that is, there's no fish studio album that sounds like that. It's so live and just like, oh, oh, I love it. Thank you so much, dude. <laughs> Still waiting on my LP release for Round Room. I think Please we have another think. couple. Do they do those at 25 year anniversaries? Uh, no, no. You're thinking of Grateful uh, Dead and their 50th. They, they do them when they feel like it. This is, is true. The but they just got Farmhouse, mm. so, so Round Room is next. I I've am had waiting Farmhouse since Farmhouse since 2000. <laughs> but they just released We didn't need a reissue of that. We need the, the um, records that haven't come out. Sorry, I'm done. Do. I just want a Victor Disc release on vinyl. I want a proper put that on the live fish shop so I don't have to listen to that on YouTube, which is not really great music. Support that. But, what um so do you guys agree? What do you, how do you feel about, about the round room thing? I know I know how you feel, Brian. Yeah, shut up. It's definitely not my favorite Studio Fish album, but mine are all nostalgic reasons. I'll fully admit that. Like yeah, same. You know, I mean, Rift is my favorite because it's the first fish I ever heard, so it's just hard to beat for me. And Billy Breeze is so beautiful and so evocative of that time, and just just a gorgeous album, start to finish. So those are my two favorite. I mean, Rift might be your favorite because it's also because it's the best. That's the other reason that it would be yeah, your favorite. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Pebbles and Marbles, Seven Below, uh, Round Waves. Room, Thunderhead, 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 Waves, 46, Chugles. Come on, guys. It's a pretty good I record. Mean, I- Anything but me is a gorgeous song. Yep. Mock song has a really great hook to it. Uh, I, th- I saw the debut of that at Magna Ball, which was great. Yeah, it's an amazing album, and it sounds it's like gonna they're be... playing literally right to your ears, live in the moment. Yeah. It's going to be really cool when they play Round Room at Sphere. Yeah, that is going to we'll be really cool when they don't. Oh no. <laughs> coming when they're just like nope we're not gonna play random because you all predicted it no no the whole album I'm doing that just for brian oh that oh yeah yeah we'll be there yeah, yeah. no actually i am I, i'm really I just the song. I see what you're saying. okay so <clears throat> guys guys should we we have a fish concert to we, talk about yeah, this concert, but we have more voicemails it's just the like there's just so too good. much there's just too we, much we going on we need to do a year-end voicemail dump yeah we just like yeah yeah we like Save some for like a mail. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll schedule it into the doc. Also, you know what, guys? You know what? We have had so many voicemails that we can't, unfortunately, talk about the 75,000 movies that came out in 2019 or the can 500 I, albums. Can I just give you like three? All right. Yeah, three. We're not Brian's pop culture corner, just so you know. We we're not. Yeah, I mean, we even first. did it without Brian because I mean, some of did it a good is so job. essential. You did a really good job. We did a good job. So, all right. We did all a right, great job. Right. Everyone have their corner. Go ahead. All right. I got no corner. All right. 
All right, we're going to Meg's corner. You have no quarter first. or corner. Okay, go. <laughs> Okay, in uh, 2019, there were 41 shows. Started with three nights in Mexico. Pretty good little summer tour. Went all over. I won't go through it because, you know, RJ doesn't want me to go too long and my review is coming up. They're going to return to Dick's for a 10th year in a row for Labor Day. And then they have a fall tour, of course. And they're going to play um, the Met Philly, which I just wanted to point out because I remember that Sirius XM show they did. RJ, I'm sure you were there. And um, I was so mad I didn't go. Anyway, um, and the tour, the fall tour were three nights in Charleston, and I went to one of those, which was super fun. MSG run, of course, and yeah, the infamous rescue squad night with the clones, just a wild, wild yeah. show. Yeah, so crazy. Trey had a lot going on this year, as we talked about. Nine shows in April with Ghost of the Forest. A lot of tab shows in the spring and more in the summer. I saw an amazing tab show at Brooklyn Bowl. It was the closest I'd been to Trey in so long, and it just blew me away. Was uh, it really only so, nine Ghosts of the Forest shows? That's crazy. It seemed yeah. like it was I know. And then there was I, one in 2020. Right. Oh, was the closest it? you I were to trade one, one of the Beacon shows. Tom's birthday, Megan. So sorry. <laughs> it was the closest I've been to Trey since 1996. And then, of course, recently when I almost met Trey. But um, but I didn't. Don't worry. Um, Trey's also going to do a lot of acoustic shows that fall and winter, and I'm going to see one of those as well, which was me in the last row of just of Carnegie Hall, like silent screaming and dancing with my friend. It was so much fun. Um, he's also going to perform at the Grammy Museum before a discussion as showing of Between Me and My Mind. That was so cool when that movie came out. I went and saw that in the movie theater in Manhattan, and it was just it was amazing being in this venue and watching this movie about my favorite musician with all these people who felt the same. It was just a really special, special night. Um, Mike was on tour with his band, of course, and Paige is going to reunite with Vita Blue and have three shows that September. I wish they had done more than that. I would have loved to have seen one of those. For debuts, 19 debuts this year, the Ghost of the Forest material, a Mike song, a few covers, and then two songs from Sigma Oasis, the title track, an evening song, I can't believe Sigma Oasis is four years old. Like that yeah. seems like it's still brand new to me, which I it's know crazy. it's not, but that surprised me a lot. Uh, there are four archival releases this year. We've got 1991 and 19th from Somerville, Mass. Such a fun show. November 11th, 1998 from my hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then November 30th, 95 from the Netter Center. And July 23rd, 99 from Columbus, Ohio. And then we've got one live bait release. And that's it for Meg's Corner. RJ, didn't we go to the Vita Blue show in DC yeah. together? Yep. Oh, you did? Fun. Yeah. yeah, that was good. It, it was, was great. And and remember, Trey was upstairs at the 930 Club, and everyone right. was like, Trey's going to play with Vita Blue. And then Trey just watched the show. Because I think Trey he and Tom were writing. Just like the rest of us. I think they were like writing together. So they took they came down from Annapolis or something. And then, and oh, then cool. everyone was like, ah, Trey's not going to play with them. And we were like, that's yeah, fine. Didn't want to see Trey play with these guys anyway. I mean, I would have accepted that as a thing that might have happened in front of me, but I was happy with what we got. Me too. Yeah. Very happy. Um, Okay. Brian, did any movies or musics come out? Lots. Quite. Uh, It was an amazing year. Really good year for for pop culture content. Um, Really quickly in television, we had some new big shows that are still going on right now that debuted in 2019, as well as some huge shows from the 2010s that left. Uh, Euphoria launched in 2019, one of the uh, best shows on HBO. Um, Mandalorian 
came out. I've never actually seen this show, but I've been told by people that I should see it because I love Star Wars. More on that later. Uh, also, maybe the funniest television show of all time debuted in 2019, and I was introduced to it over Dick's Weekend. Simpsons? I think you, I think you should leave. I, I think it came out sooner than that. Yeah. No, it came out in 2019. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, Wait, sorry. What was the, what's the show called? I think you should leave. Okay. Um, it is, it's still, all three seasons have, have held up as some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my entire life. And I have group text threads that are just, I think you should leave jokes because it just, it never gets old. Wow. And stuff. Um, three shows ended in 2019, probably more, but three notable shows, two of which had great endings, one of which was uh, insultingly bad. Uh, Veep. The final season, probably my favorite series finale of any show. Uh, the way that they ended that show was absolutely perfect, especially for the point in time. The Good Place. Brian, I started that this weekend with my daughter. We started watching Veep awesome this show. weekend, and my daughter it's loves an it. Amazing show. That's great. Uh, and then Game of Thrones mercifully ended. Uh, just a hor- horrendous last couple of seasons. Um, but they, they had that Starbucks coffee cup bit in the in the one of the final episodes, so that was pretty rad. That was true. That was that was really funny. Um, High quality. <laughs> they were just done. Um, it cost awesome like ten movies. billion dollars to make, and they were like, "Shit, we forgot to remove that cup." Anyway, <laughs> they could have, they could have, you know, there's like an eraser tool in uh, Photoshop. Right. Just they were like, "Anyway, <laughs> have a good life, everybody." Let's release it. World. Um, all right, movies. We had the highest grossing movie of all time until it's been laughed. I think by Avatar Part Two. But Avengers Endgame came out. Uh, one of my favorite, my favorite movie of 2019. One of my favorite movies of all time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. The Irishman, uh, Martin Scorsese's three-hour ode to Irish mm-hmm. gangsters, and a movie that shows you that um, CGI will not make 80-year-old Robert De Niro look younger. It just won't. It won't. <laughs> Uh, Marriage Story came out, one of the first uh, great Netflix movies. Ford vs. Ferrari, Uncut Gems, Austin Adam Sandler movie. Uh, Parasite won Best Picture. If you have not seen Parasite, I cannot recommend great. it. That's it so good movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. And the final Skywalker movie, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, came out, which was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID. And when the tracking came up that said the dead live, I texted a friend and said, what the fuck am I in for right now? And he said, I'm so sorry that you have to witness this. It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. He didn't say, put your fucking phone away. You're in a movie theater. <laughs> no, he did not. He understood that I needed to get some anger out. Um, music. This is an awesome year for music. This is absolutely awesome year for music. That's not fish. Can we comment on the movies real quick? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Say whatever you want. I just want to say Parasite's awesome. And so when I watched Uncut Gems, I was literally like pacing around my living room the entire time. I was like, <laughs> it's I was so like, stressful. I can't believe it's so stressful. So stressful. Thing. And like, I even though I they, couldn't get through it, even though it Kevin Garnett was anxious. in it, and I was like, oh, cool, Kevin Garnett. I was like, still like, oh my God, this is like so fucking stressful. Anyway, Parasite's awesome. Okay. I saw Uncut Gems at a Alamo draft house where they like, they bring you food yeah, and yeah. bring you menu. Yeah. And I went through like three bowls of popcorn because I was just like, Nervously, yeah, exactly. I was so stressed. Help um, me, help me. I saw the um, Irishman at a Cinerama in Seattle, Washington, in Cinerama oh, Theater, nice. and uh, like I had a giant bucket of popcorn with snow caps in it, and it cost like six Ooh. bucks. It was amazing. The theater is the best, and uh, it, and I loved it. 
and I didn't care about the shitty like CGI not being able to it's a great change movie. the fact that he can't movie. walk because he's right. old. You know, <laughs> it, it's fine. It was all fine. Um, you see them like physically acting as though they're in Goodfellas, but moving as though they're. <laughs> um, all right, so a lot of really great albums. This was a huge year for our podcast, uh, Beyond the Pond. Um, we featured a ton of these in both our year end. We got. 160, 170 recommendations from listeners for that episode. We also recorded our awesome. top albums of the decade episode live in Nashville, which was killer. Um, but albums just, I, I, there's so many. I don't, I don't want to, well, you know what? Screw out Jay's time. We're going to go through them all. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Ghost Team, Wise Blood, Titanic Rising, Lana Del Rey, Norman fucking Rockwell, uh, Angel Olsen, All Mirrors. Purple Mountains, Purple Mountains, that that record just hits me in the poof. Um, Sharon Von Etten, Remind Me Tomorrow, Vampire Weekend, Father of the Bride, maybe best album that came out recently about becoming a new parent. Cotton uh, LeBond's Reward, Alex G's House of Sugar, Bill Callahan's Shepherd in a Sheepskin Vest, uh, Strand of Oaks, Eraserland, Joan Shelley's Like the River Loves the Sea, Matt LaJoy's The Center of the Fringe, awesome, awesome Zone album. Uh, Wilco's Ode to Joy, Steve Gunn's The Unseen In Between, Cass McCombs' Tip of the Sphere, my personal favorite album of the year, Chris Forsythe's All Time Present, the very first Rose City Band album, which came out in May of 2019, was the perfect May 2019 outdoor patio album. Uh, Garcia Peoples put out two records, Natural Facts, and One Step Behind, which was some serious, serious sick shit. So there's more. I left them off. You're welcome, RJ. But ex- excellent year in music. It's all about the Purple Mountains record. A lot of oh. that other stuff is also very good. But Purple Mountains record Purple is the Mountains. one I still listen to the most of all of those. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I get... Why do I get in trouble about timing? I'm just trying to, like... I'm in, like... I'm just because like in charge every time of you're like, along. should we really? You're like, should we really do the corners? Should we really? You do You guys want to have a three-hour podcast? Like, yes. <laughs> I can tell you a really good three-hour podcast that you guys can be on. You can be guests anytime. Almost always HF Pod, baby. Brian, <laughs> yeah, I love your contributions, and it's all it's all from a from an area of of love. Forty-five I guess, minutes into this, we have a lot to say about this show, don't we? Exactly, we're done. Yeah, we better <laughs> we get going. Like one song I want to talk about. I actually, do have guys. plans tonight. Yeah, so Megan, why don't you thank me for keeping us moving? <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're talking about three, movies for three six bullet, hours. <laughs> three bullet points about each set. That's all you get. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, Brian, thank you for that. I love everyone's oh, you're welcome, RJ. The thing is, if you know, like, like, like in any, like in any organization, you have to, someone has to watch the clock or else all hell could break loose, you know? So, okay. Good news. Good news for you guys, which is that um, we have a couple more voicemails to listen to. And should we listen I'm to like, voicemails? I don't know. Should we? I mean, yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe we should just trim voicemail? voicemail corner. I'm like the voicemail guy and you guys are like <laughs> everything else. All right, here, check this out. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the guy who derailed us. Hey, hey, hey! It's Maddie B. Just calling. The you guys know Maddie. You guys I know Maddie. Update or special That's memories nice. from six twenty one nineteen. And MJ and I went to that show. It was our first show of the leg, and uh, we really enjoyed the opener with the "Have Mercy" known a raging god of Jabu. Really nice tweezer fest in the middle of there with a Mercury. The second set runaway gym was hot. 
not always uh, my favorite selection for uh, for a second set, but it was a ripping one. Really enjoyed overall the heat at my back during the lovely summer night and on our way to Merriweather the next day for my son Brody's first show. So overall, great experience on that 2019 summer tour. I thought Charlotte could have been the tour of the summer up until I got to Alpine Night 3 for that incredible display of bust-outs and amazing epic ruby waves in that second set. Hope you guys are well. Have a lovely Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Take care. I think you guys know Matt. Matt's one of the best. He's been he's a good friend of Osiris. And did you see how I did that segue? Because he talked about the show that we're gonna talk about. And and there's one more, and then we're actually gonna talk about the show because this is gonna lead us into it, Megan. You ready? I'm so ready. So ready for this. So ready for this. Hey, this is Natalie. I am calling to give a shout out uh to my dear friend Megan on HF podcast for Fish 2019 Great Memories and Messages. Just want to say it was a wonderful time. You always bring the fun and love. And man, was it a memory after you know, 10 days of surgery. I made it to the show to see my favorite girl in North Carolina. I love you and keep rocking. Oh, that's one of my best that. friends. Yeah, Maybe that's one of my best friends. Cut. We should never cut voicemail corners. Maybe not. Well, I feel why bad. Would, never cut. Why would we cut any corner? We should never cut a corner. <laughs> so, so we can make Let a round Let this be a lesson room. to us. <laughs> wow. That's true. Okay, <laughs> Megan, would you like to tell us, should we just go into it? Do you want to, do you want to tell us what let's happened in the, the first set and just, just go into it? Yeah, let's go into it. So set one is Have Mercy, Gotta Jabu, Free, Into Ginseng Sullivan, Into Tweezer, Into Passing Through, Yamar, Mercury, Into Tweezer, Into Say It To Me Santos. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about one of our great partners, DistroKid. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keeping 100% of their royalties and earnings. If you're a musician and looking to get your music out there, DistroKid is the way to go. DistroKid is available for iOS and Android and is now available in Apple's App Store and the Google Play Store. More than a million artists rely on DistroKid to get their music onto Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all other major streaming services. And with DistroKid, you can upload new releases, see your financial progress, get notified when you've earned royalties, withdraw money from the app, view and share links, check your streaming stats, and a whole lot more. 
DistroKid has more features than any other music distributor. Check them out today. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash helping friendly. That's distrokid with a capital K dot com slash VIP slash helping friendly for a special offer. Thanks, DistroKid. Seems like a lot of songs, you guys. I just want to say this is the this was the eighth Have Mercy since 1994. And and this, but the sixth of 3.0 or the the 3.0 to, to to current era, which means they played it a lot, relatively speaking, but what an awesome, awesome way to start a show. Megan, I don't you know yeah. it was I don't, the I don't, perfect time yeah, first yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. yeah. it was just, it was the perfect day. I was with my friends and I flew down to be with my college friends, dropped my kids at my brother's in Charlotte and we all met up. We took the shuttle from the hotel. It was perfect weather out. We had like Moscow mules on the lot. There's just a vibe when you see fish in North Carolina. It is laid back. It is fun. It is, you know, barbecue feeling like it is just good vibes. And to open with Have Mercy I've seen this song twice and both times in North Carolina. It's just the perfect song for there. And it just felt, it was so inspired for them to open with this. I hadn't seen the band in six months. I was like standing with four of my best friends from college. And it was just, I just felt like, yes, this is so good. It's just perfect. And then the Jabu just like gets into it. It's a little over nine minutes, but it's a great like type one, like micro jams, really spirited, really good, nice peaks. It feels good when you're at a show and you feel this kind of commitment in song two. You're just like, yeah, like this is going to be a really good show. And then I think just Free is great. And then Ginseng is probably my favorite bluegrass song they play. You know, they don't play it as often. It's so fun. Anytime you hear bluegrass in North Carolina, again, it's just like the perfect tone. And then they drop in a tweezer and the crowd just went absolutely bananas because who would expect tweezer right here? And it's just, you know, there's, it's just great. It's a great tweezer. Like five minutes in, it's already dreamy. It's really sultry. It's perfect for like a hot summer night. The sun's still out. Then they start hitting those quiet pauses and the crowd starts wooing. And Mike, like you were saying, Brian, Mike just sounds amazing. He's playing this like rhythmic line that totally complements the beauty that Trey is playing over it. And there's a warmth in Trey's tone that's different from 2018. It's not like as warm as today, but it's it's kind of like getting there and it's beautiful. Pages on the piano, really groovy. I just, I love, I think this is a really great tweezer. And, and then it has that perfect segue into passing through. Trey just like hits that first note. You can hear it. And then everything starts kind of melt and, and you can hear Paige playing it. And then Trey starts singing really softly. It's one of my favorite moments. It's just beautiful. And then they're kind of back in the like tweezer jam area for like a rock and roll peak before they end the song. And I'll let you guys talk about that part of the set before I talk about the end. But I really thought this was like such a hot opening first quarter. Yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, for, for what, for what you are looking for with like first set fish, like for flow, for song selection, a few surprises here and there, a jam, um, it gives you a lot. Um, I think that it's interesting. Like this is the last time Ginseng Sullivan's been played. Have Mercy being open, like opening the show here at this point in time, first time ever. There's just some like random stuff thrown in that kind of is always a sign. And like, I remember the Charlotte 2011 show being a really hot show that summer tour. Like there seems to be something about that part of the country that 
historically doesn't seem like Fish's home turf, home turf, but like, I don't know, right down the road from, from Atlanta, they love playing Atlanta. Like it seems like they're comfortable there in a really cool way. Um, so yeah, I thought this show, this set flowed really well. I think the jamming, we'll get into it a little bit more when we get to the second set, but it kind of led me to listen to a bunch of longer jams throughout 2019 to try to understand what was going on more. Um, Mike, as I said earlier, is like the dominant force here. There just, there doesn't seem to be a ton of like risk-taking from Trey to really insert ideas throughout a lot of these jams. Um, so they're really nice. They're really melodic, but they don't have a ton of teeth. They don't have a ton of bite to them, um, which I just noticed throughout a lot of 2019. But if you're on the lawn, you know, in Charlotte, listening to that tweezer passing through, then Yamar, Mercury comes in a you know, huge song for the year it'll ultimately be just like a really good vibe for a set. Yeah, I really dig this set, actually. Um, I, I wanted to shout out also that it's the so far last Ginseng Sullivan, hopefully so not final, but also interesting to me that this is the only the second time of two that Ginseng Sullivan was followed by Tweezer. Uh, 216.97 in Cologne was the... Only Interesting. other time. Yeah, pretty random, weird. Like it's the the pairing doesn't make a lot of sense. Like they're just so no. <laughs> different. Um, gorgeous opener and the Jabu rip. Somebody commented on it in the chat here earlier, Christian, who's uh following along. Um, it's totally right. Um, free is pretty ordinary, ordinary, not bad, uh, ordinary, but good ordinary. Ginseng Sullivan, love it. The beautiful jam. And this tweezer makes this set, well, Ginseng Sullivan makes a set worthwhile. The beautiful jam in this tweezer elevates this set so much. It is absolutely awesome. Um, it's just awesome. Uh, I like the landing and passing through. I'm kind of mixed on the song itself, but I kind of like the way it works um, here out of the tweezer. And um, yeah, it's cool, cool, cool stuff. There's something about passing through that it just to me seems like a really old song. I don't know. It just like has this like old time feeling to it. It's really interesting. I think it's I think it works inside of a jam like this. I think that's kind of like ideal placement for it. There's a cool yeah. breakdown from Mike in it that that I wish was more. I wish there was more of mm. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a really like, cool part. I wish he did like more with it. Two fifty three minutes where you get this really interesting like undertone from Mike that. Page comes in with synthesizers. Trey comes in with that kind of like very almondsy warm riff that we're going to hear by the end of the summer when he plays uh, Layla um, with Susan Tedeschi uh, with Tedeschi Trucks Band um, that you'll hear as well at the Dick, during like a lot of the Dick's jams. But yeah, I wish that there was a little bit more expanded there. I'm just looking at passing through. It's been played six times. Of those, three of them are direct segues into it and two others are fades into it and then the only one that doesn't have a fade into the song is the debut from um Kaiser Vox where cool amber mercury came to a cold stop and then they played it but it definitely has that feel of like it's a segue in mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah and there's a point there's a point this summer where mike was trying to play it and like a lot oh, of yeah. what song was, I remember that. was like yeah. no i can't remember when mm-hmm. it was if i just want to say if you were yelling listening to the podcast and yelling when jonathan mentioned the cologne germany show 
that you had that VHS tape of their performance on Rock Palast. <laughs> Me too. We did too. And that's really great. I'm going to actually watch that again. I, I, we used to watch that all the time in, in college. Um, that's all. Um, I just want to say, can we just talk about Mercury? Because it's kind yeah, of I think stunning. we're all saving it. Okay, well, then I'll just start. Go. Do it's it. kind of stunning how many versions of Mercury there are this year that are really good. It's like, it's, I feel like every yeah. show that I went back to from 2019, like had like a really good Mercury. I don't know. It like, it was very yeah. high percentage. And then they kind of just stopped jamming it, which, you know, it's fine. But um, there's some really good ones, including this one. Yeah, I listened to the Camden one from 628, the Boston one from 75, and the Dix one from 830. Like, really, really inventive, cool jamming. Plus, they play the song correctly, and, like, they hit all the notes, and the uh, Marimba Lumina works at, at the proper time, and, like, the beats when they're trying to come back in, it all hits right, and it's such a killer song. And to have that expand as a jam vehicle was such a cool aspect of this year. It's a pretty epic song. Like it's pretty big. It has like a lot of parts to it and it's it's really beautiful and every time I listen to the song I like it more and I think that it's also one of those songs that just like is so perfect for jamming even when they stay within the kind of the mercury like the type 1. It's still really interesting because it has so much in it. But I think this version's great. Trey's like when they go back into tweezer in it and Trey's playing the mercury riff over the tweezer jam like that's pretty cool. It's really this is a really great version and that 75 is is awesome. I listened to that again this morning. That's I it's like I forgot something good happened at Fenway. It was actually really good. I know it's crazy. There was like a <laughs> moment in that Fenway room. Yeah. Best 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 uh, decision I've ever made was to sell my Fenway tickets. <laughs> that like rain, I, oh, that looked so intense, yeah. Yeah, but well, this set's great. I just want to say I have a theory on Mercury which I want to share, which is that I think that this there is a there is a middle ground here between like if you think about Time Turns Elastic or Petrichor and Mercury, yeah. which has a little bit of composition, but like not a lot, it feels like the right balance of like, of, you know, it just has a little bit of, of composition in there. And maybe that's like the right amount for this, for this era. Plus, plus Tom lyrics, which are, you know, strange and, and, and confusing in a good way. So I, th I think it like, it works as a song in that way. We did an interview with Tom, Beyond the Pond back in early 2018 where we talked specifically about Mercury and um, got like a full breakdown of what he was writing about within each segment, which I should dig up and uh, share because it was it was really cool stuff. But I remember there was a picture of um, Trey posted during the spring 2015 songwriting sessions where he had on the back of his shirt uh, the days that are met with loneliness uh aid and abet this loneliness and like i think tom got the lyrics from that and then kind of built that in to the song um so I don't know, cool. just really good stuff yeah lyrically it's incredible that's unbreakable the net's unbreakable um mm -hmm. and i will say i just i think i i mentioned this in our text chain earlier i think i mentioned this on the podcast before but i think that mercury was um well, I know for sure that Mercury was was supposed to be the the jam from Alpine Valley Night Three. Um, in that they were like intentionally kind of going out to 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 jam Mercury, and then it just like didn't it just didn't work. And then Trey pushed it into Ruby Waves, and so we got that Ruby Wave. So I, I heard that from Trey that they went out and 
we're like we're gonna you know they obviously with all the bust outs that show like we were we heard earlier like that that was clearly like a you know it's as if they thought about the tour ending show being something that they should put some specific kind of energy into which they do sometimes yeah it's weird because sometimes don't (laughs) as fish fans we kind of expect that or we look to them to do that (laughs) because they keep doing it i'm not sure yeah yeah but sometimes i'm not sure they remember that it's the last show and they're just like oh well just whatever regular show (laughs) yeah and then sometimes they're like yay here's let's introduce the crew it's a bow here's a weird song we never play you just never know with (laughs) these guys it is totally true that's a really good point sometimes they just play and they're like oh shit that was the last show well that was fun anyway see you guys later um, at the risk of, <laughs> at the, risk of uh, at the risk of sharing a, a personal grudge that I continue to share, um, I walked into <laughs> Alpine Night Three last summer, thinking the same thing, thinking, "Oh my God, mm. it's Night Three at Alpine here again. It's the end of the tour. Like this is going to be it." And they opened with Landlady again, which they did in 2019. I was like, "Oh my God! Like, are they just going to play this the same show the over yep. and over again?" Yeah, that's um, how you know they're then, fucking with you. Yeah, they're like fucking with, with me, crowd control with me. this a year a year later, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is funny because I remember that uh, Mer- Mercury Ruby Waves when they bailed Mercury into Ruby Waves. I turned to my brother and said, "Ah, oh, he just doesn't want to jam tonight." And then twenty minutes later, <laughs> I just ate my words for the remainder of the set. Well, you got a That's nice slave that night, Brian. Last last year, it was a good slave. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Poor man's hood. <laughs> the poor man's hood. <laughs> also got a possum. Oh God! Wow, uh, the hits keep on coming. We got a possum. Heart attack. Was that what it was? Big old debut. Killer stuff. Awesome stuff, guys. Celebrating. Oh my God. Um, celebrating the end of the tour, Megan. What what happened in set two of this show? <laughs> okay, set two was Runaway Jim into Sense and Subtle Sounds into Tweezer. Into Sand, Life Boy, into Song I Heard the Ocean Sing, into Taste, 20 Years Later, into Possum, and an encore of RJ's favorite song, More, into Tweezer Reprise. Wait, they played Mustang Sally in this encore? What? God. More is so awesome. More is so awesome. It's like, God, I love that song so much. Um, Talk about a song that. Um, I, I did not like that song when it first came out, but the, the lyrics that song mean a lot more to me now at this point in my life. Um, uh, yeah, that's a killer song. That's got I some, mean, some deep meaning. I'm sure that people know about the video, but like, if you don't know about the video that was made um, by Kelly, I mean, you got it. Like, it's it's amazing. The More Project. Um, you guys know the video. Yes. Yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Like it just, if you don't like that song, then just go, just search like more fish project (laughs) and you'll see it. Um, Anyway, the runaway gym we've only had on the, on the jam charts. I think there are like four or five in 3.0, 4.0 that, that are over like 10 minutes long. Like they just don't really jam runaway gym. And I think probably because they have other stuff to jam, but it's really, it's a fun vehicle because like the tempo is high and the energy is high. And then they like, it's like a good coasting kind of vehicle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. going through it. Like, since 1.0, there have really been, like, this and a few others. The New Year's 03, Dick's 2012, uh, Bill Graham 2013. Like, 
standout versions that like really you know break free of the song and go out for like a full pretty pretty epic jam this was a really cool way to start off uh, the set and this is kind of weird kind of spacious jamming and like it's like a smearing wall of sound of like noise and weirdness like there's crowd rock stuff that goes on there's pretty psychedelic stuff in there it's kind of unfocused but like I don't know. I really dug living in this space that they were in during this one of the gym. It was a killer way to kick off the set. Yeah, I remember I was, we had my new fish girlfriends were there and they were meeting up with my college fish girlfriends and corralling all of these women, you know, in various states of mental places um, at set break was an interesting excursion. And we finally met up at the very end and took some great pictures and all had like some big hugs and it was so special. And then I heard the opening notes of Jim and it was so fun. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but like when you hear those opening notes and you have to get back to your seat and you're like dancing through the crowd and everybody's smiling and so happy. And like Jim is the perfect fish song in this way. And that it's, it's a ridiculous song about a dog running away from home but it has this like kind of complex layered music underneath it. And then to have them go off into this super fun jam that sounds really, they're communicating really well. It gets like Plinko-esque and then Fishman does some really cool stuff at like 12 minutes in. Trey's like dancing over it. And then it gets like really unique and beautiful and then goes kind of dark and rhythmic. And and then the synths, the way that they come in, it, it's really cool. And Fishman's incredible. The ending of this is just awesome. And Trey brings the gym riff back in. And I think that going into Sense and Subtle Sounds now, like the flow of this set to me, it really stands out. And it's it's not like what you would expect, but the flow works perfectly. And I think when they play Sense and Subtle Sounds and then they go back into Tweezer and Jonathan, you mentioned that it's it's on .NET, but it's not in Live Fish, but they definitely go I don't understand back why it's not on Live Fish. It's totally. Yeah. Like it's- very it's 100% back into Tweezer. Come on, yeah. guys. And, I mean, we're going to have to talk to them about that. And then they find a sand riff, which is pretty cool, right out of that Tweezer. And the crowd just absolutely loves it. Rip sand. And then to land in Life Boy. There's not a better landing after anything, basically. And this song is just so rare. You don't get it that often. It's so special. It's so intimate and so raw. And I, that's like one of those moments when everybody just texts you like a crying emoji and you know that everybody's like crying in the audience. And it's just even listening back to this, the first time when I was trying to decide if I was going to listen to the show, I was just listening to it while I was doing other things and I had to stop. And like these lyrics just always hit me so hard. And I think it was beautiful, huge bust out, just gorgeously placed and I really loved this a song I heard the ocean sing to this song it just like crashes into being and it's perfect after a quiet moment like life boy it's just this is great Mike sounds incredible as well really loved the beginning of this set I love this uh Jim it might be like it for me on this set like the rest of it is cool but I think this Jim is the real like take home um there's this bit as the jam kicks off where Trey, like I, he he's like one or two notes away from playing the whole intro riff to beauty of my dreams. And then just kind of this turns the corner and goes the other way. But this, you know, the jam then kind of kicks off as it's just great psychedelic bluegrass and then goes well beyond that. And it is just such a, such a great, great bit of jamming. Uh, really just an outstanding 
thing to listen to. I've played this gym uh, along with the first set, first tweezer several times. Um, whereas the, the rest of the set flows really nicely. Um, the sense is cool. The little look back at tweezer, it is brief. Um, so don't blame me if you guys get any hate mail fish.net. I think it's, if you leave it out or whatever, it's fine. A uh, nice transition into sand. Life boy is beautifully placed. Um, song I heard the ocean sing is rad. I think the taste is kind of just frankly, worst part of the show. How about that? <laughs> um, uh, 20 years Very later. Disconnected. Though, cool. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. yeah. feel like, yeah. Trey's playing it's some nice stuff playing. in there. It just, but it doesn't yeah. really come together the way that song can. Um, and then the possum even jams just to spite RJ. Um, what a, what a, just a cool, cool book. Are we canceling possum set. corner for the show? Yeah, exactly. This possum <laughs> is actually good. Like the have possum mercy really quotes good. are awesome. It rules. It rules. And then there's something kind of like off kilter. It sounds a little evil. Like it, it's, it's kind of sounds like an angry, I don't know. It just doesn't sound as like kind of like, chugly and happy it sounds like a little bit like mad i love it the end is like thrashing and there's something wild about it it's i actually really like this possum i'm gonna say it i I like all possums i think even the straightest of possum performances is fine and good and uh but this one is exceptional i texted you guys and said possum keeps getting good even keeps being good even when it sucks and it's just (laughs) pissing me off because it is it's so fun (laughs) and if you're there it's like great you know it's so fun when you're there yeah I mean, there's some, no, there's, there are some like 94, 95, 96, like there are some like legit 14, 15 minute versions of possum where like the idea of tension and release is best exemplified in that song where everything just like builds and builds and builds. And then, no, we're going to do it again. And then we're going to do it again. And then we're going to, okay, here we go. Uh, And this does not get there because this is not a very tight picture of who fish is um at this point in time it's very loose and vibey you kind of get it like in the gym you get it in the song you heard the ocean sing which has these like it almost has like somewhere over the rainbow or I, if i if i only had a brain tease um it's that like kind of lullaby sort of uh um, um jamming that i really love it reminds me of the uh, birds of a feather from virginia beach 99 uh some really cool road stuff but um yeah the possum like it's quiet humming like it kind of sounds like chugly like but it's a very quiet and then you go to have mercy segment you get that full jamming and then they come back in like you said like trey's almost playing like a baby jedi pedal from what he would you know find in 2021 uh it's not totally there it's not that evil and not that fancy but like it's different from what he has been playing and it adds just a different element to this overall awesome I, know, I had completely forgotten that this was a cool version of Possum. I just kind of expected, like, we're going to end the show with, you know, glow sticks and people singing about uh, dead animals in the road. And instead, <laughs> we get, like, a really, really cool cool jam here, surprising stuff, before more the greatest fish song of all time. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> And Tweezer, best five minutes of rock and roll. No, no, that's what he's saying. More into the greatest fish song of all time. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You heard it right. (laughs) I just, I just want to say that um, there's only been nine versions of Life Boy since the end of 2.0. I've seen three ever, including one at the worst, worst fish show of all time. That ever that I've ever seen. So really, I've only seen two in regular (laughs) shows and. 
It's still the best landing place for a jam. I, I've been trying to find a substitute, you know, like with so with good. Lonely Trip Wait. or Evolve. What was yes. the worst fish show that you saw that you saw Life Boy? Because I saw it at my worst fish show. <laughs> the second night of Vegas, so far. Oh, weird. Hampton, so far. So weird. It's not a bad show. Oh, four. Hmm. What? It's a I've horrible show. Life Boy three times. Terrible it's show. not a bad show. We, we talked about the show. show. I know. Oh, my God. There was some really terrible show. Really, really bad. Hampton, bad. I will give you. That is like. Ter- also a terrible cannot, show. cannot get through that show. I did a podcast um, on that, too. I just want to tell you guys that was a good podcast. If you don't, if you don't know this, um, it is it is very important that you that you cherish every version of Life Boy. If you if you are so fortunate to to get one, that's that's really all I have to say about this set. You're right. Well, everything else has been said. I thought that the song I heard the ocean sing was really great, really awesome jam. That was really cool and unexpected. I thought I thought that was really a lot of fun. What did you think of this runaway gym? As someone who saw fish so much in the mid nineties, what did you think of this? It was great, man. I mean, this is like this is what it this is what it should be, in my opinion. You know, like they're it just going, like goes yeah. off on a journey. <clears throat> it just goes off. Yeah. It goes out there. They just you know use it as a launching pad. It's not like you know you get tweezer or something that's like you know more more mid tempo. You know, a jam, and then you can kind of like they ease into it or, or if it goes into the gym, it's something a little more like funky or, or something that has a little bit less fishman drive and like runaway gym. It's just like, they're, they're already going, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, a runway. Yeah. They just, just, they just, just take keep off. doing this, RJ. Just, just take off doing this. It's a gallop, <laughs> right? The song is like yeah. galloping. So it like, it leads to, to this. Speaking it was really fun. Motions, I was, I was, re- I was recently rewatching the um, Mike song from MSG this summer. And as they're coming to the coda of, of like the, the first jam, Trey just looks at the other guys and just goes, and then they just jam <laughs> really? it. Like the place, when, 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 they, when they go into the second jam, um, if, if you're listening to this, I just waved my hand like three times, um, but they go into the second jam and the place literally just erupts. Like every single person. In the oh, that's awesome. so awesome. I, I want to just put I put Christian's comment on here. I, I do think that they were communicate like these jams in 2019. I mentioned like orchestral sounding at the beginning of the of the show, and I think you, you at least one of you guys mentioned this. But like they really are communicating really well in these in these jams, and when they when they mm-hmm. hit a place, it's really like it just it feels like they're really listening and really communicating. And I think you mentioned Brian or Megan that that Mike is really kind of out front this year but this is this jam is great i don't think i've listened to it probably since like we probably did a quick hit right after it and i i I probably have not listened to it since so i thought it was really fun to revisit because it's it's very it's very good and there's a lot of like there's a lot of communication going on as christian said tons yeah it's um i agree it's interesting it's also a really interesting what if good transition here of what would have happened without COVID if like this yeah. led to a full 2020 year, a full 2021 year. Um, uh, we're going to kind of start to embark on that in the last couple episodes of this series of what the pandemic did to the band, um, but also kind of like this era that they're leaving behind. Because when I listen back to this, this definitely sounds like a different fish than the fish we have today. Totally. Yeah. 
Man, that's wild. It's wild that the we got the voicemail. I kind of forgot that like 2019 ended with, with Trey up on the thing. I still, I, know, right? I still stay. That that is the that is the start of the pandemic as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Like I knew 2020 yeah. was so. Yeah, it was not a good harbinger. Hey, I went to I went to Mexico in early 2020 to see fish. It was great, um, great shows. So, although on the way back, I saw some really good like, tray band shows early 2020 that were really you did? good. Okay, yeah, well, some tab people, shows. Yeah, people definitely did not think that things were going well once we were at our the airport on the way home. Um, yeah, but, that was know, right before, right? Yeah, was right before. Yeah, right before. And, well, and we'll Kobe get to talk about that too. next week. With the, I was like watching yeah, Kobe's exactly. funeral, and there's this weird virus coming, and we were like crying in the airport watching Kobe's funeral, and there's some mm, virus. I'm not a fan of him. Really? I, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I went to I went to Los Angeles uh, the weekend of um, uh, the Mexico run, not for Kobe's funeral for work, um, <laughs> but it was it was packed with uh, purple and purple and gold cars. Um, but I remember flying back home and being like, I don't know if I should be on a plane right now. Yeah. And all of this yeah. is related because I'm just gonna announce it right now because I've already picked the show. We're Ooh, doing we two twenty we're doing uh two twenty two twenty twenty wow. third night of Mexico. Amazing wow. a Mexico show. That was there. Mexico count, show. Like there's there were four fish shows. I was originally I wanna I wanna be clear, I was originally gonna play the classic tab show from the Beacon Jams because I thought that that should be featured. Ooh, so sick. And then I was like, you know what? There were four fish shows, and the third night of uh, Mexico absolutely rules. Uh, I watched it with very close friend of the pod, uh, Ben Greenfield, on Twitter as Guy Forger, OPT. Had me over to his house, cooked me a very nice meal, and we watched it downstairs. Um, awesome, awesome experience and uh, killer show. So, everybody, you've got a week to listen to this. Um, before we all call in sick from work next Friday and start our holidays, You're supposed to say that out loud. I would never do that. You can't put that out on <laughs> Brian, me, Brian. Did your boss not. watch this show? Because that would be really cool. <laughs> That'd be really cool. That would be really cool. You're I'm cooler so than I thought, man. <laughs> Brian, this is the only the second show of the entire series that I was at. The only that's second really, one? Wow. Yeah. I've been at so many, I feel like, which is weird because well, you've seen a lot more fish shows picking your own shows. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it just so happens. I was at this show. It's yeah. so weird. I, for, the, for the record, for the record, I didn't pick any shows I attended in 1.0. I just want to be clear. Wait. I know. Okay. Thank okay. You okay. For, yeah. Thank let's you. see. Can okay. I just say no, real well quick, done. Megan, I'm sorry, but my, my kids' high school gym is named after Kobe Bryant, so... Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. It's we. It's weird. I don't really like people that abuse women. It's like a weird I know. thing. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what to do. We me, can I guess. start. It's just a, me. It's, nobody else cares. It's fine. Well, no. I mean, people care. We might want to start like a thing. You know. Yeah, we can. That you might, can start at, it. I'm not getting at involved. Our kids in high that. school. Uh, I thought you were going to lead it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll people. Talk people about would it. love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it offline. We'll strategize. <laughs> All right. Um, what, what's this a, what's fun. a positive Thanks for note? listening. Talk, thanks for talking about the show that I picked just because I was at. Appreciate it was it. really great. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So the only fun to talk about shows it. you were at. Um, yeah, we have, so guys, I, think, we have, I just want to say, I think you picked yeah. the right show for 2019 because thanks. 1230 is too good. 630 is too good. 714 is too good. This is like that right middle ground of like too really, good. really good stuff. Too good. It's just 2019 was... 
I listened back to a lot of this and it just was not very good. I was very uninspired. Um, just it's funny because I feel so different. I saw four shows this year and three of them were excellent. So I don't know. I have like a weird feeling about 2019. There's something about it I really love. But listening back, I kind of liked the gems I listened to, but I get it. I did Overall, a lot of the shows were just okay. Year, and they were, they were okay. Oh, wait. I, saw, yeah. I, I think I saw four also. And they were <laughs> none of them were really that great but i didn't remember that until i went back to them and i was like oh this is like i kind of lumped in 2019 <laughs> with 2017 you know 2018 yeah. was like just like yeah. recent it, it, it kind of gets black hole in a way it's very yeah. much of a right. whole year in a lot of ways um it's amazing that you saw charleston meg and did not see charleston night three that is um i know that is as legendary of a show as grand prairie 2016 my God. i got really lucky i saw <laughs> yeah i saw 12 7 and you know it was actually pretty good i mean i had a great time i was with all my friends that i was with in charlotte but it was yeah i, I dodged a bullet there for sure i saw the guitar it's always fun i would say i saw you know we talked about 12 30 we touched on it i saw that that was the end of fish for me until after COVID because I didn't go to Mexico because Mexico doesn't count. It's also not, yeah. not even sure it's real. I think everybody's making that shit up like moose. But um, after the 1230 fish show, I went to the Osiris sponsored late night show at La Poison Rouge with Amazing. Uh, Riley Walker, Garcia Peoples, Chris Forsyth, and then they all played together. And it was a hell of a, it, like, I, I've been to like two or three late night, like post fish late night shows in my life. And this is the only one I've stayed more than like 10 minutes at. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed for the whole <laughs> thing and uh, like stayed up all night and took the train home. I was home in Virginia at 1.30 in the afternoon, probably a little before that, because I had, there's a there's a picture of me at home at 1.30 in the afternoon on New Year's Day. Like, that was a night. Let me tell That's you That's awesome. That was a fucking night. Yeah, that was, that was a killer show. Um, can I say, I've said some negative things about 2019, but I do want to say <laughs> that the, uh, the, six, the six minutes in the middle of that tweezer that sound like um, Brian Eno... Uh, uh, the big ship off of another green world. Um, look, I'm out myself here as a total noob, and you can come at me. It's okay. You're not going to find me online, but like you can come at me if you can find my house. Uh, that might be like the six greatest minutes of music that Fish has ever played. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, it is so locked in, it is so focused, it is so effortless. Unbelievable stuff. I haven't listened I to that, show that. In years. Oh, it's my favorite thing they've ever played. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about in 2020. Um, yeah. So everyone get your stories ready. Hit up the... the Egg's Corner is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> everyone everyone, hit up the, the voicemail box. You know where it is. And don't forget about all of our shows over the next two weeks. And I guess that's it. All right. Any more corners? Nope. No, we, we made we're in a round room, room now. Hold on. Hold on. I, need, I, need, I need to kick one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye. I think we're done now. We made a soccer thing. Bye.
Osiris. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.